الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فقد قال تبارك وتعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد انما المؤمنون الذين اذا ذكر الله وجلت قلوبهم وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ صَدَقَ اللَّهُ صَدَقَ اللَّهُ مَوْلَانَا الْعَظِيمُ وَصَدَقَ رَسُولُهُ النَّبِيُّ الْحَبِيبُ الْكَرِيمُ وَنَحْنُ عَلَى ذَلِكَ لَمِنَ الشَّاهِدِينَ وَالشَّاكِرِينَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Respected ulamai kiram, elders and brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with countless bounties. If we just take one ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from now till the time we die, if we make shukr, we will not be able to do justice to thanking Allah for one ni'mat and one favor. But the greatest ni'mat and favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the ni'mat of iman. Iman is such a favor of Allah that you cannot attach any price to it. If someone tells you what is the value of Iman, one million, one billion, one trillion, there is no price you can attach to your Iman. It's such a great ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from billions of His creation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had hand-picked us, He had selected us without any application, without any effort, without any mujahada, any difficulty, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us with this iman. If you go back into the time of Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, you find Sahaba had to go through a lot of sacrifice, a lot of difficulty. You read the incident of Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala and he's being thrown into the hot sand of Makkah Mukarramah and beaten and punished and persecuted, but only ahad, ahad on his tongue. But generally the rule is, when you get something with difficulty and hardship, then you value that. And when something comes without any difficulty, without any hardship, you don't value it, because it just came. It just came, you were just lucky, you were born in a Muslim home, your parents, it was their ihsan, their favor, they instilled the seeds of iman in our hearts, they sent us to the maktab, they sent us to the madrasa. No difficulty from our side. So sometimes when you get something without any hardship, without any difficulty, you don't value that. They give one small incident. 
to explain this. One person had a very cheap champal, you know, very cheap sandal. And he had a very expensive Kashmiri shawl, worth like thousands of rands. Till now, if you go to buy some of those shawls because of the, the fabric that is used, you know, you could pay thousands of rands for one shawl. But he's taking that shawl worth thousands of rands and he's wiping that dirty champal off his. So someone told him, brother, this is quite foolish of you. This champal of yours, you know, you should have perhaps thrown it away long ago. But anyway, now that you have it, you're taking such an expensive shawl to wipe this year. So he said, see, that champal, I bought it myself. I worked for it and I bought it. This, it just came to me through inheritance. Someone passed away and I got it. So unfortunately, because deen had come to us very easily, then very often we are prepared to compromise our deen for dunya. Like the poet says, نُرَقِّعُ دُنْيَانَا بِتَمْزِيكِ دِينِنَا We will have to basically tear up our deen to patch up our dunya. So for our dunya, we have to sacrifice our deen. We'll give some fancy explanation for it. You know, nowadays it's a time of explanations. People are very good at giving explanations. So an atheist will give you an explanation, the Shia will give, everyone will give you an explanation. Because everyone is just using their logic. But in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all that fancy explanation is going to hold no weight. On the day of Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to tell you, this was my... This was my law. This is what I told you. This is what Nabi Sallallahu brought. This is what Sahaba understood. This is what Tabi'in understood. This is the deen that came till now. It's like now if I give you poison. And you say, you know what, this is actually not poison. This is a, a different type of a chemical. And you know, maybe you call it licorice. Or you call it candy floss. But you changing the name, poison is going to remain poison. Poison cannot change. When you're going to eat that poison, it's going to bring that negative effect on you. All you're doing is appeasing yourself and making yourself happy to say now that this is not poison anymore now. Now it's candy floss. We all do understand by changing the name of something, you don't change the reality of that. So the poet says it, We have to tear up our deen to patch up our dunya. فَلَا يَبَقَى Deenuna wala Then deen doesn't remain also and dunya also doesn't remain. So this iman is a very great na'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you will only understand this na'mat when? You will understand this na'mat when you're leaving this dunya. Now everything seems equal. We all are equal. Everyone can be the kafir can be the same, we can be the same, we all live comfortably, we eat, we do the same things. There was one buzurk in India, I think it was Sayyid Ahmad Shahid Sahib He was going past a fair. And this fair, he could see a lot of Hindus and yogis and what have you. The Sufis did dawat in their own way. There's different methods of giving dawat. It's not right to confine dawat to one particular method. They had a different method of doing dawat. So he told some of his attendants, go see there, can you see anyone with any potential? That maybe we can give him dawat and convert him to Islam. So they saw one person, they said, this person seems to be 
a bit of an intelligent person, you know, a person that you can reason with. Unfortunately, now we're going through a time where there's very few people in the dunya that you can actually reason with them and you can explain to them because no one wants to listen to anything. So he called this person and uh, he asked this person, well, you are a yogi or whatever, you've got some powers, what can you put his hand up and some fruit came in his hand. So Sayyidina Shaykh Sahib did the same thing. And then Sayyidina Shaykh Sahib put his hand up, one knife came in his hand. And that person also, and then one bowl came in his hand. These are all different supernatural feats that don't mean anything. Remember, supernatural things are not a criteria of piety. The criteria of piety is sunnat and adherence to shariat. So don't ever look at a person doing something supernatural and think to yourself that this man is a pious man. So then eventually he slit his wrist and he took some blood and he put it into a bowl and that person did the same thing. And then he put his bowl into the ground, and that person put his bowl into the ground. And after some time, when Sayyid Ahmad Shaykh pulled out his bowl, the blood was giving out the smell of musk. And that person, his blood was smelling and it was stinking, and there was a whole lot of worms and insects around it. So he explained to him that, see brother, till we in this world, we both are equal. When we go down, that is what is going to matter now. That is what's going to differentiate between the people. That's going to now be the criteria for success or failure. That's going to be the criteria for salvation and destruction when you're leaving this dunya. So alhamdulillah with Allah's fazl, that person understood this and he accepted Islam and he joined the caravan of Sayyid Ahmad Shahid Sahib But I'm showing you that this iman, when you're going to value this iman is at the time of mot. Remember now, mot is the most crucial time in a person's life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our mouth easy for us and take us away with perfect iman. Remember, your iman has to be complete your whole life. You could be who you want to be. You could have all the titles. People could have praised you. People could have, you know, throw you up. But what really matters is at the time of death, how you're leaving, with what state you are leaving, Allah protect us all. That is the time now when the angels are going to address a believer, Assalamu alaikum ya wali Allah. They come and make salam to you. Salam to you, O friend of Allah. Your whole life maybe, you know so many people, low profile in the dunya, no one knows who they are. You don't know who's got what position in the sight of Allah. Subhanahu. Often we take people, we just treat them anyhow. You know this person now, just by the way, that person is doing some menial work. You don't know. Who only Allah knows who got what position. So that angels are going to address you like that. With that, they're bringing the coffins from Jannat for your ruh. You know, one is your body. We put the kafir on your body. The angels are bringing the coffin from Jannat for this person's ruh, such a pure ruh. Coffins are brought from Jannat for him. Then the fragrance of Jannat is brought. Fragrance of Jannat is applied to this ruh. That smell that is emanating out of this world. That is the fragrance that comes out from the ruh of a believer, a man that got iman. But obviously you have to protect that iman. You have to preserve that iman. Sometimes everyone wants the grand ending, but he doesn't want to take no difficulty on himself. That's not normally the procedure. Normally the procedure is you got to work towards things. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala got a system. 
And you have to understand the system. In the world, you understand the system very well. A man traveling to Johannesburg and wants to end up in Cape Town, you'll tell him, brother, something wrong with you. You are going in the wrong direction. You are going in the wrong direction. This, you want to go to Cape Town. How are you treading the road to Johannesburg? You want to go to Jannat, but you're treading the road to Jahannam. You want to be with the Hezbollah, the group of Allah, but you've joined the Hezbollah shaitan. All of a sudden now that is the people that you take advice from. You know, they govern your life. They tell you what to do. The Hezbollah shaitan, the group of shaitan, they have become your role models. It's what they say. You know, everything revolves in your life around what they say. They standard. So this, you have to be particular of that. You have to take the right route. You have to follow the right direction. You want to get to Jannah, that is why you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Anbiya alayhi salam to this world. 124,000 Anbiya approximately. From Hazrat Adam alayhi salam's time, till the Quran Sharif was revealed, approximately 104 books and scriptures were revealed. Why did Allah send that down? If you could just do your own thing, and you know, come to your own conclusions, and make your own decisions, and just decide what route you want to take in your life, Allah Ta'ala sent that down to give you direction. Allah wants to guide you. Brother, this is the path for you. This is the road for you. This is the road leading you to Jannah. Every day in namaz, we make dua. Ehdina sirat al-mustaqim. Allah Ta'ala guide us to the straight path. We'll have to read that surah Fatiha in namaz. How many rakats you're reading throughout the day? Every namaz you're reading it. From the time... That child, he started namaz till the time the man is 90-100 years of age. He's still reading sirat al-mustaqim. What is the sirat al-mustaqim that you ever ponder and think? Sirat al-ladheen an'amta alayhim. This is the part of the selected servants of Allah. Those servants who Allah had favored them. Nabiyeen, Siddiqeen, Shuhada, Salihin. That is the path. There is no other way. There is no other route. If there's anyone comes with any other route, unfortunately, you know, as they say, every innovation is deviation. Person comes with an innovation. This is a new thing. But brother, where did you get this from? 1400 years, the ummah knew one new thing from. Where did it come from? What's the roots of it? No, 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 I got it from this year or that. It's not accepted. It can't be that after 1400 years, you've discovered something that the ummah never know for 1400 years. It only means one thing, you are wrong. Your conclusion is wrong. You have made a mistake. You have erred. Come back to the path. So this year, you will have to work for it. That grand ending is not just going to come. Imagine a student whole year, he's playing fools, and then he wants to top the class. You know, he wants to get very, very high marks. You tell him something wrong with you. You have to work. You have to study. Everything in life, you understand, you've got to work for it. You've got a goal, you work towards your goal. A man wants to become a millionaire. He wants a certain amount of money. He wants to go for hajj. He wants to build a house. He works towards it. What effort are we making towards Jannat? We need to seriously ask ourselves this question. Every person wants Jannat. Jannat is not a lucky packet. Allah inna silat Remember the goods of Allah, so the commodity of Allah is expensive. This is Jannat. You gotta make an effort. You gotta try. You gotta cry. A lot of tears gotta go into it. Cry every day, Allah Ta'ala. Take us away with Iman. Allah bless us with Jannat. Are you really sure you want to go to Jannat? If you're sure you want to go to Jannat, you would have to make the adequate, adequate effort for it. That's when, inshallah, you will get there. And remember, Allah Ta'ala, 
Allah Ta'ala watches everything. Allah Ta'ala is the judge. He can see every, if, every bit of effort you make, Allah knows the good you do. People will forget, but Allah will never forget. You know, often you'll do someone a favor, six months down the line, one year down the line, you meet the man, it's like he doesn't know you. People forget. You should not ever do favors for any appreciation. Don't ever do a favor expecting anyone to tell you thanks also. La nuridu minkum wala shukura. Sahaba, when they gave anything, it was for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. It was for the pleasure. Allah knows about it. No one else needs to know about it. Why do I have to make a big, you know, exposure of it and show the whole world, you know, this is what I did. I did it for Allah. If Allah knows about it, Allah will never forget. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never forgets. And that crucial moment of your life now, the time of moat, Allah is supporting you. That is the time when the farishtas are coming in front of you. La taqafu wa la Don't fear. Don't grieve. You know, people sometimes worry. How am I going to fear at the time of death? How am I going to manage? Then the scenes of Jannah are open before you. When the scenes of Jannah are open, then you say, Allah Ta'ala, how to go now? That's it. This dunya is nothing. This dunya is a deception. That is what it is. It's a, it's a dream. The dunya is a dream. It's a deception. You will leave the dunya or the dunya will leave you. No one is here to stay. No one stayed in the past and no one is here to stay. It's a short life. 60, 70 years will be gone. Ask an old man now how your life passed. Whatever your age is, think to yourself how your life passed. You don't know how you are. You just remember you were a child. You remember this. You got some memories. You're already at this point. Before you know it, Malakul Mot will be knocking at your door. Time is up, brother. Come. What you got, you got. What you achieved, you achieved. It's over. You've got this lifespan now. Awalam nu'ammirkum. Ma yatadakkaru fihi man tadakkar. Allah Ta'ala will say, did we not give you enough life to ponder and think and reflect? How many bayans you heard? How many programs you went for? How many janazas you saw in front of you? Don't you see young people passing away? You know in Malakul Maut, death is one of the most indiscriminate things you can get. Malakul Maut doesn't see now, this man is on holiday or not. You can't tell Malakul Maut, you know I'm on holiday now. Give me two weeks, I'll get back. Wherever you are, you are on holiday, whichever part of the world you are. When he time is up, he comes to take your rule. You have to be ready. If you're not ready, Allah protect, Allah Ta'ala guide us all to make that preparation. But the preparation has to start right now. Not even tomorrow because you don't know whether you will see the next moment or what. Who knows? Who knows who will survive? Who knows what will happen? So the preparation got to start right now from within your heart. You make toba, you make istighfar. Remember toba is something you must always make. Always make toba. In the, mo- in the night you make toba. In the morning you make toba because we are constantly committing sins. We don't even realize it. Often we don't realize it. But inshallah, if you make that tawbah all the time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless you with the blessings of that tawbah. And if you pass away that night, before you step, you make tawbah. Just few minutes. You tell Allah ta'ala, so many things I did wrong today. So many things in my life are not in conformity to your laws, your injunctions. So many things are not in conformity to at least have that amount of consciousness within us. To acknowledge the first step of changing a problem is acknowledging the problem. If every person thinks to himself, I am perfect and there's nothing for me to rectify, then there's no one going to make any change in their life. So every person, even the greatest saint, cannot say that there's nothing in his life to rectify. There's always something to change. 
You can always improve the quality of your deen. In fact, our ulama tell us there's no stagnation. When it comes to iman, when it comes to deen, there's no stagnation. In your dunya is a stagnation. Ten years ago, most people, the cars they were driving, they're not driving now. Ask them, ten years ago, the car you drive, no, you're upgraded now. Ten years ago, the appliances in your kitchen is upgraded now. Some people did the whole kitchen up also. Ten years ago, person's clothing was wearing, he's not wearing the same clothing now. Why is it the same ibadah ten years ago you made? You only read your five ramazas, now you're only reading that same now. Why is there no progress? Why are you not improving? If ten years ago, you were reading quarter para Quran a day, by now you should be reading half, or maybe one. Shouldn't you be increasing? But if ten years ago you were reading quarter, and you're only reading quarter now, or you're not even reading quarter now, then it means that you've got a serious problem. That means there's no progress when it comes to your deen. Malam yakun fi ziyada fi nuksan. That person who is not increasing, he's going backwards. You either progress or you retrogress. There's no stagnation when it comes to deen. So you need to constantly check yourself. That's why there's something called muhasaba. Like every businessman, you know, he checks his books. He makes sure everything is intact. One thing mustn't be missing. Why? It's a businessman. How is this? How that thing just went missing? 200 rand item just disappeared. Where's that thing gone to? He will make sure he'll find out. Your namaz is going. Your takbir ula is going. Your first stuff is going. Your jamaat is going. So many things are going. So many things you're losing. Holiday time. People get even more lazy. You look at the masjid's holiday time. You find that the crowd is even less than normal. Not everyone is gone out. Yes, there are some people that are gone out and you don't expect them to be in the masjid. But at the same token, there are a lot of people. But because they're having late nights now, they're going for functions, they're going for prize, they're having all these things. The man can't wake up for fajr. But I can tell you, that fajr you lost in a masjid, one million is nothing. You can lose one billion also. That fajr is even far more valuable than one billion rand. The man lost one billion. You think he'll be sitting comfortably laughing, joking and eating. The man will go in a depression. You'd have to go and, you know, talk to him, brother, don't worry, you know, Allah Ta'ala will... But that one billion is nothing. The one billion doesn't mean anything. That's just this world. That is this dunya. It's not real value. Real value is the sawab. That is going to last. That is what's there forever. So a person needs to constantly make this effort and he needs to work towards this. And when he does this, then the farishtas now at the time of moth, they comforting him now. Don't fear, don't grieve. Abshiru bil jannah, rejoice. Jannat is here. There's Jannat. You know, your whole life you were hearing about Jannat. You were making dua for Jannat. You were making an effort towards Jannat. There's the Jannat here now. Nahnu awliya'ukum fil hayati dunya wa fil akhirah. We are your guardians in the worldly life. You know, farishtas, they're always protecting you. And farishtas can protect you against a missile and they can protect you against a microbe. So more than worrying about everything else, worry about getting those farishtas and not chasing them away. The microbe you can't see, the virus you can't see, but those farishtas can stop that also. If Allah Ta'ala, it's the will of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala instructs them. So the farishtas are telling you, نَحْنُ أُولِيَاءُكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا Whatever you want now, it's there for you. Whatever you ask for, you just think about it and it's in front of you. That's Jannat now. Jannat, the happiness never ends. In Jannat, you never get old. You never get sick. There's no death. There's no calamities. There's no depression. There's no anxiety. There's only happiness in Jannat. 
So intelligent person thinks to himself, the 60, 70 years will pass. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has designed for me, I'll get it. What's meant for me, I will get it. Your rosy, you will get it. No one can take your rosy away. Allah You can't die till you don't finish your rosy. You know, often you'll see a person just before he passes away, he'll ask for something. Bring some water, bring some milk. He'll drink his water, he'll drink his milk, then he'll pass away. That was his rosy. He had to drink that. He couldn't go before that. Whatever the situation, virus, no virus. You have to go on your prescribed time. What matters is how you're leaving. What matters is what you're taking with you and you're going to the other side. But remember, Allah Ta'ala is so merciful. When a person makes an effort and is true. Remember, you have to be true, you have to be sincere, you have to be loyal. When you're loyal to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, Allah knows that this banda of mine, he's loyal. He doesn't want to make any mistakes. He doesn't want to take any chances. He's loyal. He wants to do everything, you know, according to the book. Everything with perfection. Then on that journey, Allah Ta'ala upgrades you. He upgrades you. Business class, first class. Now you upgraded. That journey becomes so enjoyable. Tuhfatul mu'mini al The gift of a believer is mawt. Such an enjoyable experience. That is why one of the duas we are taught to make is Allahumma ja'al khaira umari akhirahu. Oh Allah, make the best part of my life, the last part. وَخَيْرَ أَعْمَالِ خَوَاتِيمَهُ Allah, make the best actions of mine, the final actions. وَخَيْرَ إِيَّامِ يَوْمَ أَلْقَاكَ Allah, make the best day wherein I come to meet you. That is the happiest day. That amount of satisfaction and peace, that person will never experience. He will never experience that happiness that he experiences when he meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah is the creator of all happiness. So we need to constantly make this dua and make an effort. I will just conclude with one incident just to show you how Allah ta'ala blesses people. And inshallah Allah can bless all of us. But we need to make an effort, we need to make dua, we need to be focused. There's a, this person is in Makkah Mukarramah. One alim from India had witnessed this whole incident. He's in the Haram Sharif and he's talking to his wife and he's telling his wife, you know what, I want to stay away here now. Do you give me permission? So the wife is refusing and then he's trying to convince her. You know, please give me permission. I want to stay away here. I want to settle here. So eventually she says, okay. Then he tells her, when I pass on, you won't cry. You won't be impatient, anything. She said, yes. Then he makes dua to Allah. Oh Allah, take me away now. This is now the mode that that man, like you know, like he chose his own mode. Allah Ta'ala, take me away now. This is enough now. I want to go away from this dunya now. In that the namaz starts. In the namaz the man passes away. After the namaz they see the body lying there. The wife goes away to the hotel. The police or the guards come and take the body away. This is now Allah Ta'ala when Allah wants to bless someone. May Allah bless us all with a beautiful mode, with a mubarak mode. Always, but always have this fear, always have this concern for ourselves, for our children, also respected friends. Alhamdulillah, the madrasa will be accepting enrollments for the new year, for the maktab and the hifs classes. It's a golden opportunity. Make shukar. We have just got this environment, you know, we've got madrasas, we've got deen, we have got dini, we have got ulama, we have got all this year. So many places in the world, they don't have this year. So let us take maximum benefit. Make sure every child is enrolled in the maktab and those who have got 
that enthusiasm. Maybe I never had the opportunity to do hips, but let me give my child that opportunity. Let me put him in the hips class. Let him start learning. Even if he just learns these important surahs. Remember, you gave your child the Quran. You cannot give him any gift better than the Quran Sharif. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the true understanding.
الحمد لله الأكرم الذي خلق الإنسان وكرم وعلمه من البيان سبحان الذي لا يحصمتنانه باللسان ولا بالقلم ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله الذي أوتي جوامع الكريم وكرائم الحكم ومكارم الشيم صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه نجوم الطريق الأمم أما بعد فقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بلغوا عني ولو آية وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم طلب العلم فريضة على كل مسلم وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم خيركم من تعلم القرآن وعلمه وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم تعلموا الفرائض والقرآن وعلموا الناس 
فإني مقبود أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أمن هو قانت آناء للساد ذو وقائم يحذر الآخرة ويرجو رحمة ربي قل هل يستوي الذين يعلمون والذين لا يعلمون إنما يتذكر أولو الألباب بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم مما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يتع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعص الله ورسوله فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي رضي الله تعالى عنه وشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه أصدقهم حياء عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى عنه اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنب الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم أيد الإسلام وأنصاره اللهم أيد الإسلام وأنصاره وأزل الشرك وأشراره اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى وجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم إباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغ يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون قال الله تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون Sure, the stuffs are straight and the heels are in line. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar.
أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا وجاهدوا في الله حق جهاده واجتباكم وما جعل عليكم في الدين من حرج ملة أبيكم إبراهيم وسماكم المسلمين من قبل وفي هذا ليكون الرسول شهيدا عليكم وتكونوا وتكونوا شهداء على الناس فأقيموا الصلاة وآتوا الزكاة واعتصموا بالله هو مولاكم فنعم المولى ونعم النصير الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا الآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي السحف الأولى سحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر
Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم إنا نسألك الصحة والعافية اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر المجاهدين في كل مكان اللهم اشف مرضانا ومرض المسلمين اللهم اشف مرضانا وارحم موتانا اللهم فك أسرانا وأسر المسلمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله